Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast, two students, by students, for students. Welcome everyone to the 2x4 Student Podcast. This is episode 43, and uh, we're reunited again. This is so nice. Everyone, the gang is all here. So Yay. great. Who was it that was missing last time? Was It, it was Cassie yeah. that was missing yeah. last time. I did Alyssa left in the middle. We did, oh, yeah. yeah. And we had a surprise <laughs> guest. Oh, yeah, we had a surprise yeah. guest. That's right, with Elizabeth. That was so fun. Yeah, if you haven't gone back and listened to 42 yet, you definitely should. That was definitely a very unique episode. <laughs> based. I mean, compared with all of our all of our other ones. That was really neat. And it was so cool that the that the topic was orchestration. And look what look what God orchestrated, as we talked about orchestration. It's like the the Matrix inside the Matrix, or something like that, or Inception, or something. Have you watched that? Those are the so Matrix. Both yeah. of those are so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen so the. Ma- what about Inception? Have you seen Inception? Yeah. No, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's it's so a mind bender. That's so for sure. It's crazy, crazy. Anyway, um, so uh, today, because we are in the still in the month of February, I don't know when you're listening to this. Could be, you know, could be the year thirty seventy four when you're listening to this. Who knows? I would be a hundred and sixty. No, no, you wouldn't, because we're talking about 30? thirty. Oh no, no, never mind. Thousand, <laughs> thirty. Another thousand years. So who knows when you're listening to this? But anyway, it is currently the month of Feb- February. <laughs> I always feel bad for the R in February because it never gets noticed. February. February. Right, it's February. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about love. And uh, episode thirty-nine, we talked a little bit about how to love and and why we love. Um, but let me just share something that happened to me this morning, and and we'll see where the where the conversation goes. Um, so I'm in the kitchen, and um, you know, got myself dressed ready. I'm in the kitchen, and uh, my wife comes in, as she does, and uh, she says, "I love you," and I said, "I'm so glad." <laughs> I need to be loved. Like I literally said those words. I said, I need to, I mean, I, I think I told her I love you too, but um, I said, I'm so glad because I need to be loved. And then I don't know what came over me, but I immediately started thinking like, what kind of person would I be if I didn't receive love? Like if people didn't love me, if I didn't know that I was loved, if I didn't have the, not not just in my instance, it's the support of my wife, but you can contextualize this to, to your lives as well, because I'm the only married person at the table, but you have people in your life that love you right now, like they seriously love you. Your mom and your dad would gladly, I know all of your parents, would gladly lay down their life for you, like on your behalf. They love you with an intense kind of love. So I started thinking, like, what kind of person would I be if I didn't have the kind of love that I know that I have? And that we haven't even talked about God's love or what Jesus has done uh, on our behalf. So um, that whole idea of needing love, what do you, I mean, how does that strike you? What is your res- response to that? Do you think as humans, we actually do need to be loved or could we, could we get by without it? Could we be, certainly we'd be different people, but Technically speaking, could we survive without being loved? I, well, I have something to add. I don't know if this is completely true because I just heard it, but you know, who knows? We'll just hope that it's true. Um, I heard someone talk about that they did like an experiment. Like, I, don't, I think it was like a celebrity's daughter or something that they had done an experiment for like the science fair or something. And they had grown two plants mm-hmm. and with one every day, like they fed the same thing. So they did the same thing for yeah. each plant to make sure yeah. it grows. And, but every day, like 
they spoke kind words or like loving words to one plant mm-hmm. and it, like i don't know if this is just like a yeah. like a mo- some sort of like s- moral yeah. like right, right, i don't right. know lesson but um apparently like this one plant that was continually like, being fed like loving words and just like this i don't know like energy it um it grew faster or grew like better than the other plant yeah which you know who knows if it's yeah. true but i think it's a cute little like they should have done like bad words to another one right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i was thinking just dies because right. all that proves is that so, like speaking to it right you have to say like bad that's so that's the thing see i've heard that like, if you just, to it doesn't one. matter what you say to a plant you're 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 giving it carbon dioxide yeah. which it needs yeah. to turn into oxygen so yeah. you could be cursing at it but i wonder <sighs> i wonder or if there's any like va- validity to like the kindness of the words that you say <laughs> Yeah, there's sorry. There, I don't have any plants here in the Jerry. in the office slash studio. No plants. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, that's that just, would yeah, be. Yeah, I just love that idea that you know, not just loving words of just your like momental happiness, but like growing yeah. wise. Like, yeah. This like plant for say like yeah. when it knew that it was loved and knew that it was cared for and like people were there for it, it grew faster and it, it flourished. Yeah. I I just like that idea that it kind of like as people to grow and to like, and I think that's where this like stigma of mental health comes in. Like there's so many people who feel alone and there's so many people who feel like there's no one else who understands. There's no one else who cares or like about what they're going through. I just think that there's this whole thing where if we're loving people to everyone, then there wouldn't be as much, like it won't get rid of it Mm because that's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. But I think just people knowing that they're loved because there's just so many people out there who don't have good families, don't have yeah. loving support systems to where they know that they're loved. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like the idea of like, not only does it cause momental like happiness and just like, or even like, I don't know. It just, it, it grows and it helps people mm-hmm. like move forward mm-hmm. to like whatever they're going through. So yeah. That's really good. Really good. Um, I wonder that. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is gonna be super weird, okay, you guys? Because I, I, ju- I just think about the people who are listening to this podcast and all the different types of situations that they could possibly be in, and the different condition that they might be in, just in their in regards to their mental health. And I know that we don't know everyone who's listening to this podcast, but I wonder if you can put your mind into a place where you can imagine that you're speaking to someone and it could be you could envision someone that you know or you could be just envision a stranger what would you say to them like let's do our own little like on the spot experiment and share some like just some like positive affirming encouraging loving yeah and we know you know dear listeners we know that we don't know who's listening we don't know who hears this we don't we certainly don't know the situation that you're in but like what would you say to them just in regards to claiming and owning the power of your words like cheesy stuff like you matter like what are we saying no it's 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 totally up to you like do you okay that is okay you you call it cheesy what is it but what is it really like is that is that is that a truth is is the are the words you matter? Is that a true thing? Now it's it is they, it is kind of cliche, really right? Yeah, like okay. So I'll give are you, you that. Worth it. Yeah, I'll oh, give you that. It is it is. I understand what you say, cheesy, because it's just yeah. kind of it's kind of expected. You know, like yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, stereotypical. Right. Yeah. 
It's kind of, yeah. I mean, even you get the Bible that. God says that. Yeah, time. for sure. Yeah. So, um, so what, yeah, what would you say to someone? Let's, let's just, just for a minute, let's just like kick around some statements or things that we would say so that our listeners can receive who knows who knows who has said what to them today but what would we want to say to them i think what i'd say is that like don't dwell on like worldly love because no one here is, is like has this responsibility to love you just know that there's a god out there that loves you and loves you more than any person here could and if you don't feel loved like there is at least one person in this world that will love you. And I think that starts with loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that you find that love. I think one thing, one word I really love is I'd probably tell them to have confidence mm -hmm. and like have confidence in yourself, but have that confidence come from God mm -hmm. because no one else can give you the same love or mm -hmm. the same care as God. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And I feel like if we're trying to reach to people who aren't necessarily Christians, I would just say there are, there's, no matter where you go, there can be a group of support. And, like, it's just finding it. Yeah. And if you have to find that in yourself or find that in God, that's just something that you're going to have to work towards. And I just say don't get discouraged because that walk can be really lonely and that yeah. walk can be really hard. But just don't be discouraged in failing because mm -hmm. that can be a hard thing mm -hmm. to go through. Yeah. I say I don't think it starts with loving yourself. I think it starts with knowing who you're loved by because yeah. no matter who you are, you're loved by God, mm -hmm. um, your creator. Mm -hmm. And um, remembering that he is who gives you your ultimate worth, mm -hmm. nothing else, nobody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it can't be taken away. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's, and I think if you, when, let me think, how am I going to say this? I think it's just really important to not focus on the things like trying to find, seek out like acceptance from people or mm -hmm. things too. Um, I think it is important to surround yourself with people who um, you can enjoy and love. And um, But it's also really important to know what true love is and mm -hmm. who it comes from mm -hmm. and to be grounded in that above all else. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. yeah it's good. Cassie, how about you? Um, well, kind of off of the, like, what Hayden said, I have this quote on my mirror. Um, it's, like, at the very top, so it's, like, the first one I see when I look in the mirror. It says, mm -hmm. let the one who created you be the one who defines you. Mm -hmm. And just, like, every day that sticks with me yeah, because so many people get caught up in, like, the worldly views and what the world thinks of them and how many likes they get. Like, what does their outfit look like when they go to school? But, mm -hmm. but they just like don't focus on the one who they're loved like strongly by yeah. and when they when you love someone like in a relationship or a friendship just think the way you appreciate that person doesn't even like amount to how much love god has for you mm -hmm. like it's so small compared to how much he loves you mm -hmm. so it's just sometimes it's hard to like wrap your head around Oh, but I love this person so much. Like, yeah. he can't love me as much as I love them. Mm -hmm. But then when you think about it, he's like, I love you more. Yeah. Like, way more. Yeah. So it's just, I think, once they really process that there's someone out there who actually, like, loves them and create them for a purpose, then I think that's when they can succeed. Yeah. I spend um, a fair amount of time... Um, 
convinced I was unlovable um, by God. And I wonder, uh, or anybody else for that matter. And I wonder um, how many people that are listening have ever sensed that. You just feel completely, um, yeah, really unlovable and unworthy. And there's just no way I know me and I know where I've been and I know what I've done. And so I would, I would really be convinced that I couldn't be loved uh, and I couldn't be forgiven. I certainly am not useful to God or to anyone else. And there was a certain, certain period of time, and I'm glad that's in my past, but um, there's a certain period of time where I really, really uh, felt that. And I think just if I could, if I could just kind of like combine what all you three wonderful people uh, are saying, it really is having the assurance that no matter where you've been or what you've done or what you've said or who you've talked to or what decisions you've made or how badly you've messed up, there is no limit to God's love. There's no limit to his grace and his forgiveness. And there, as humans, we will want to, we'll want to put a lid on that and we'll want to put a limit to it um, because we're, we're our own worst critic. And we will say, that grace may be available to everyone else, but certainly not to me because I know my own heart and I know my past and all those things. Um, but it is when we embrace the fact that we are loved, then we are set free to be able to love other people and to give that love uh, unselfishly and with a, with a real desire for other people to want to be transformed by it as well. Just as I wouldn't say I've been transformed. I would say I'm being transformed because I'm definitely in progress uh, for sure. So um, I was listening to a podcast this past week, in fact, and I don't remember, and it, it was, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was very, it wasn't a spiritually based or, or certainly Christian podcast necessarily, um, but it was someone who referred to Christian, to a Bible, Christian Bible camp as brainwashing camp. And th- this was, and it just made me, it made my heart hurt that, that level of, well, first of all, that their experience has led them to believe mm-hmm. that as Christians, we're just trying to control people or tell you what to think or mm-hmm. anything like that. And as a youth pastor, that really s- hits me deep in my heart because I, I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm just over here trying to like pull people in. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to fool you with this with the sales pitch that I have, and I'm going to try and tell you what to think. And I think you guys around the table know me. You've known me long enough to know, like, no, you need to be thinking on your own. You need to be standing on your own two feet. Like, I'm not trying to persuade anybody necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not trying to brainwash anybody. Like, this is your thing. You, your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Um, if you walk away from it, I will be brokenhearted, not because you're leaving some club or something but because I know that you're missing out on life and the yeah. life that God designed for you to have. So um, as we talk about these things, I don't want any of our listeners to think, oh, they're just in some like church club or something, <laughs> just trying to like, you know, get me to think like them, like we're a bunch of robots. And that's, it just makes me sad that people, you know, have that level of cynicism and and, and skepticism and, mm-hmm. and jadedness. Can I add but, something to yeah, that? Yeah, please do. So... Weirdly enough, I, I take an AP literature class in Spanish, and we, because of Spanish culture, we, t- we read a lot about religion, and, um, and we read this piece from, 
like more of like a modern exorcism. It's called like exorcism, or I can't say it in English, but um, it's basically this this period of time where people were not doubting, but yeah, like questions of faith came yeah. up. Yeah, and I think it was right after like modernism, but it mm -hmm. was like where people were like questioning, like, what am I here for? What mm -hmm. is my place? It's very self-centered, very like the world revolves around me. And yeah. we read this piece about um, someone who is trying to, I don't know if the word's beatification, but mm -hmm. in like the Catholic mm -hmm. church, when you want someone to become a saint or after they die, like mm -hmm. you, there's this process. And so there was a writer um, who created a piece, like almost like he found a letter of um, someone who was never going to confess about mm. this um, this religious person. And basically there was a quote in there that said el religion is el opium and which is like which is a uh Karl Marx saying of uh like religion is opium like mm -hmm. like kind of like right. basically saying for Karl Marx it was a bad thing mm -hmm. it was like you know people go into this and they become right. ignorant they close their eyes opium to the world of the masses yeah mm -hmm. and so but this person that was basically like the the town religious figure mm -hmm. he saw it as a good thing and mm -hmm. he was like well as long as these people, because he believed in, like, contentment. And yeah. I just, I had such a personal battle. And there's another girl in my class who's, like, a uh, pastor's daughter. And so we both kind of had this battle with this piece because not only is it, there's two perspectives that kind of are like a false narrative that as long as you're content or mm -hmm. you're ignorant because of the religion, yeah. that there's kind of this sense of peace that comes with it. Yeah. But there's, there's, it's just this people kind of, like, walking around like zombies. Yeah. And that... I don't know. I really liked that that piece because I feel like it makes you think a lot about there's this perspective that people think about the church that's right. like, oh, these people are just walking around. They're blinded by right. this thing that gives them hope until they die. So true. And I just really liked it because I think that there's, when you are in your walk with Christ, you have to set forth, do I believe in this? Is it real? And where does, like, what, where do I stand on it? And yeah. I think that when you you start feeling loved when you actually start forming a relationship and it doesn't yeah. become religion anymore right. when it's not right. a religion and so i just really like that you included that there's kind of this like that bible camp type thing where mm -hmm. it's almost like brainwashing or right. closing people's eyes making yeah. sure that they're forced shut to what's going on in the world but i think part of being a christian is being so open about what our world is like yeah. and not trying to condemn people for it, but right. trying to fix it with love. Yeah. And I think that there's a huge part of action because we, we kind of talked about like this verbal type of love that we can give people. But I feel like some people like you had this feeling of like, I just can't be loved yeah. and that sometimes can't be fixed by words. Mm -hmm. And so I think as Christians, our actions speak so much louder than mm -hmm. words. And I think that we kind of mm -hmm. have to be so loving that it's, it's unescapable for yeah. people. Yeah. And so I just really like that you brought that up because I feel like there is that like huge perspective of like, it's not about love. It's not about grace. It's yeah. about feeling content until you die. Yeah. And I just, I think that content's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. as people, we have to be so loving that people can't live in contentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what's cool it's about good. our faith is that it's not just a religion. It's, it's a relationship. Yeah. And we're, our God is, is a loving God unlike mm -hmm. any other religion has. Yeah. And, um, but also I think what's really important in showing people that we're not just blindly following something, um, is our actions. And when they see mm -hmm. the love that we have received from our father and we, they see it poured out on others, then they know that it's not just a blind, yeah. uh, sleepwalking, yeah. Yeah. um, after something that we thought sounded good. Yeah. It's, we actually believe it and we're willing to die for it Yeah, because, mm -hmm. yeah. 
I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. I mean, uh, in my class, I'm taking world history, and so we touch on all the different religions, mm-hmm. and we actually just finished Christianity, yeah. and like in Russia and all that, and the teacher, he like, I mean, it was a really easy test, so I got an A. Good job. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good job. <laughs> <And> really easy. <laughs> and, but this, like, when he was teaching it, his main topic was that if you don't do, like, if you do this, you go straight to hell. Mm. And there's, like, but if you do this, you go to heaven. Wow. There was, there was, like, a, there was, like, a wall yeah. that divided you. Yeah. And, like, like Alyssa said, it gave me, like, thoughts, and I was, like, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Like, this this isn't mm-hmm. all that it is. Like, there's more to it, and there's yeah. more to this story. Um, but I have this friend who is, like, really strong in what she believes in, and she can tell that I'm a Christian, and she can see it just, like, in, like, a f- the small ways I act and all that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Cassie, come here. You're a Christian. Can you help me study? And I was like, sure. And I was explaining something to her about, like, the crucifixion, mm-hmm. and I was telling my part more than the teacher's part so yeah. like i was going more into detail and obviously like what it really is yeah. and she was really interested so mm. um but she didn't like ask any other questions but i could see like she was just really interested on mm-hmm. like the story mm-hmm. but i just thought it was weird how like the teacher just put like i guess quote unquote brainwashed mm-hmm. everyone to think that if you do this then you're going straight to hell but yeah. if you do this you're going straight to heaven right. mm-hmm. and like that's not all it is like the amount of love we get from Jesus reflects on us. And mm-hmm. so that's part of the story. And there's more yeah. to that. But just like the world around us just puts up this wall that blocks like the truth yeah. and like the rest of it. Yeah. And so it was just really hard to comprehend. And my English teacher actually was talking about, I think he got like kind of stuck. Um, I I kind of noticed it, but he was talking about the Big Bang and how we all came from the Big Bang and like the pl- and the Earth and everything. And I just kind of like shook my head, mm-hmm. nodded. Yeah. And but then later we were going over a poem and it started talking about God and the heavens. And it was by Shakespeare, and I could tell he was like he got kind of stuck because he's like he's just like balancing both. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like. Oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> but it was just a lot to comprehend mm-hmm. with the bad stuff that the teachers would put on Christianity mm-hmm. and like on Jesus and what happened and everything. And then there was these videos that would talk about, um, that would talk about like all the bad things that happened mm-hmm. and about like everything. And like they would say how bad Jesus was mm. and like all the bad things he did. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <sighs> but I just kept my mouth shut because hmm. I, I wanted to stand up in the middle of class. Yeah, just yeah, be like, yeah. no, right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. I yeah. can't do this. Yeah. Well, um, I do think that it's so important for us to really think about these things and really understand what does love compel me to do? And I really believe that our world, whether they would – confess or say this or not they really crave that that that's that we would be authentic not that we're perfect or not that we have figured it all out or or we're we're definitely not different or special 
in any kind of way, any way that the world would measure. Um, but just that we have been shown grace and we've been transformed and are being transformed by grace. And that compels us to love people no matter who they are or, or what they look like or where, where they live or what they've done. We're just called to love uh, and to serve. Um, Jesus set such a great example um, in the the situation with this this woman who had been caught in sin and, and thrown before him, by the way, by the churchy people of the day. And that's like not much has changed because there are some churchy people out there that will give Jesus a bad name. And so the religious leaders and the people who would have been the churchy people of that day brought her to condemn her and threw her before Jesus. And Jesus didn't say anything at first. He just like knelt down in front of her and was writing some stuff in the sand. I I don't know if we're ever going to know what Very he, there's a lot of speculation about what he was writing in yeah, the sand. I've wondered that. Um, but, and I don't know if we're ever going to be let in on that. A but, treasure map. Um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> National treasure situation. Uh, National um, but yeah, they need but just on. the fact that he's, just the fact that he stooped down uh, to get dirty uh, mm-hmm. in the dirt. Um, I don't, to me, that says so much about him, that he wasn't looking down. If anyone, he was looking up. Um, he wasn't looking down at her, just kind of, you know, got on her level. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of God that we have, this God who comes to where we are and meets us in the mess that we're in, but loves us too much to leave us there. Mm-hmm. Like he, he eventually did speak and he spoke to them and then he spoke to her and he encouraged her not to continue the life that she was living, but to move on from that. Don't live that way anymore. So he loves us. He loves us enough to meet us where we are in the mess that we're in, but he loves us too much to leave us in the mess that we're in. And to me, that's the process of discipleship and sanctification and, you know, the, the transformation that's happening in all of our lives, uh, you know, day by day. So uh, we do want to reflect love. We want to love people with humility and dignity and respect and grace. Um, and we want to serve them uh, no matter what, you know, what we're called to do. So a good, really good conversation. And I think a really important conversation to have. So we do, I, I think we do need love. I think everybody uh, needs love. Um, so as we go into our week this week, um, let's just ask God to be, to be, um, to, to just to show us, be faithful to show us who are, who is it that, that needs love. I think God can give us his eyes. You know, I think we can see people the way that he sees them and we can treat them, uh, accordingly. So good talk, you guys. Good, great conversation. I hope it's been encouraging and challenging, uh, to our listeners. I hope our listeners know that they're not alone and they're deeply loved by the God who knows them and made them. Um, and it is even with you right now. So uh, talk with him. Maybe after you, after this podcast ends, you can have a conversation with him. So, all right, you guys, thanks for being here. And uh, we're looking forward to the next time we get together. Mm-hmm. Bye y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the two by four student podcast, the podcast, two students, by students, four students.